The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to the Mentory TV podcast and Thrive with Patricia Falco-Beccali. Welcome back to another edition of COVID-19 from Crisis to Creation here on Mentorate TV. Well, with the COVID-19 crisis continuing to rambling on and people continuing to lose their job, actually we do expect over 400 million full-time jobs to be lost in the second quarter of 2020 alone, I thought it is time to look at poverty. But poverty, not in general, but poor people in rich countries, rich countries such as Austria, Germany, or here in Switzerland, where I am reaching out to you from. And in order to discuss all of that, what we all can do, what the situation is, and what the outlook is, I invited the CEO of the Swiss Table Foundation called Schweizer Tafel. His name is Stefan Möckli, and I also invited the head of the Foundation's Association here in Zurich, Beatrice Schreiber. Thank you so much to both of you for being here. Thank you very much. Pleasure for us. Thank you, Patricia. Well, Stefan, let me first of all ask you and kick this discussion off with you. It is a pertinent issue to have, you know, a rich place such as Zurich, such as Geneva, such as Switzerland in general, talking about poverty to many of our viewers, to many people. That would not make sense because Switzerland is rich. What is the situation, really? As indeed, Switzerland is a very rich country. When you look at the average wealth of a person, average wealth of a person, it's 560,000 Swiss francs. More than half a million Swiss francs is the wealth of uh, each and every person in Switzerland, in average. When we look at the past five years, only at the past five years, um, according uh, to statistics, uh, we had an increase of 20% more poor people. And today we arrived at uh, 660,000 people in Switzerland, um, 8.2% of the population, of the Swiss population is defined poor. 
Yeah, and it seems about double that almost is at the borderline of being poor. That is incredible. And I think what is quite interesting to see also, uh, Stefan, is what is poor in Switzerland, of course, is super rich, for example, in India. So we have to always define what poverty is. And I pulled out the number here. So in Switzerland, a poor person is defined as one single person in a household earning $2,300 or less. That sounds a lot of money, of course, but if you look at the living costs here in Switzerland, that is a lot. Tell us a little bit about the situation. Who is poor here? Uh, what are the main groups? Well, there are many single persons. Many, many single persons uh, are beyond this uh, poor people. Um, persons who maybe had a problem with, uh, with drugs, and uh, persons, also elderly people who are um, living alone at home and uh, where the AHAFA, the pension, is not really uh, sufficient to, to pay everything. And then we have also many households where no one is working and uh, households where one person is working, but uh, maybe only temporary or maybe mainly part-time, or households with more than three children, two or three children, these are uh, people who are um, defined as poor in Switzerland. Mm. Now, as you are the CEO of this um, association, Stefan, I wonder, can you really already see the pre-COVID impact, what is happening since uh, we saw the lockdowns, also job losses here in Switzerland, and what you may perhaps see coming? Yes, yes, everyone in Switzerland can see it if he looks uh, at the Tagesschau in television. Uh, we have seen in Geneva and also in Zurich, we have seen huge lines of people standing for uh, getting food, uh, a bag of food, uh, 20 Swiss francs worth. These are people who um, had no possibility to work uh, during the time when they went uh, during the crisis. For example, people who work in a household uh, and they could not work in this household because of the risked people, hairdressers, uh, people like that, and also sex workers. We had an organization um, which are, who is, who is um, helping sex workers uh, with food, so we delivered food to this organization. There are many, 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 many um, type of situations where people became, become, will become uh, poor in the next, in the, uh, or became poor or will become poor in the next uh, few months. So tell me then a little bit about what the Schweizer Tafel does. I mean, you're observing it, you're seeing what is happening in terms of, you know, the in, uh, increase of demand of food supply for people just to have one single warm meal in their tummy a day. Uh, so what do you actually do? How are you organized at the Schweizer Tafel? Well, we, have, um, we are a foundation, 100% uh, financed by um, donors. And what we do is we collect uh, food, food which is in a perfect uh, status, but is not going to be sold anymore. We go uh, to 500 supermarkets in Switzerland every day with our 36 uh, vehicles and we deliver these, um, these, um, the, this food 
to organizations, social organizations like Suppenküchen or uh, places where people can sleep, refugee camps and so on and so forth. There are about 500 uh, supermarkets where we um, get the food and we bring it, we get it for free. I have to say that, we, 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 get, we get it for free. We bring it for free to about 500 social institutions uh, in all over yeah, and let me bring you in now, Beatrice, because now we can get a little bit more specific and then we get back to Stefan to give to give his flavor and his experience to it. So Stefan was just mentioning, you know, uh, really delivering food and food supply and Suppenküchen I mentioned earlier on. Uh, Zurich itself, you are here, you're the expert and you have organized a hands-on implementation of help. What are you doing here in Zurich? Well, here in Zurich, we have um, very generous members who are helping us with um, donating us a big amount of money because for them it's also uh, impossible to believe that we have so many food waste here in our rich country, but even people are here poor who can't really earn enough money for their daily bread and, um, um, and butter or um, who really got um, poor because of illness, because of the um, old people get ill, um, people who live alone. And so I thought, well, um, it's a really great thing to engage me. And um, I started to work with uh, Swiss Table or with this association of the Swiss Table. We, have, we are making here fundraising for the Swiss Table. And um, so we organize many events uh, five times a year to, for our members, but also for the other people to show them how we are working, what the Swiss table is doing, and also um, what, um, how many food waste we have. Well, I think uh, one of the events that I, this is how we met Bea, and uh, I was so blown away, and that is uh, the event Taste Not Waste. And now we're moving into this dichotomy, this kind of conundrum where on one hand, you've got 8.2% of the Swiss population labeled as poor under the parameters of uh, the federal office. On the other hand, you've got 2.8 million tons worth of food wasted in this country alone every single year. There's a little statistic I want to share with you. That amount of food waste equates to four and a half times the total weight of the Swiss population. So just for a laugh, I just thought, oh, being a numbers girl, I just thought I needed to share that with you because I thought that was a lot. But coming back to that event, Bea, uh, where we met, um, Taste Not Waste. Tell us a little bit more about this fantastic event, which then also, of course, started my heart really uh, beating for your organization. We are inviting, um, well, about 150 person guests to a dinner. And um, we, um, the cooks conjure with the food collected by the Swiss table, conjure a really delicious dinner at this night. And the hotel offers us a beautiful ballroom, um, the service, um, everything they offer is free of charge. 
And the whole incoming of this evening, it's really a beautiful dinner and uh, the people enjoyed a lot to talk and we present. And, and we had uh, an opera singer, do you remember? I mean, yeah, you organized it. <laughs> I remember uh, it was fantastic. So they always eating my fabulous, you know, gourmet food made of leftovers and then in walks this diva from the opera. Yeah, it was really great. I met her uh, through friends and I told her about the idea of this um, beautiful dinner at the Bau Lac. And she said, oh, let, I want to take part of it. Let's help me. What can I do? And I said, well, if you would like uh, to sing there. And even also the, uh, the lady who played piano from the open house Zurich, she said, well, we are coming and everything free of charge. It's a great idea what you are doing. It's a great mission of the Swiss table. I really can't pay you nothing. But we said, no problem. No, sure, we're coming. Such a great idea. So we'll come. Yeah, true philanthropy. And we'll talk about other uh, implementations of what the, the, the Swiss table does. But back to you, Stefan. Um, I, in 2014, I published this book, and this is not to do some any kind of advertising, but I wrote it in Italian. Um, I was asked by the University of Bocconi to look at a, you know, with a critical eye at the Agenda 2010, uh, Agenda 2010 implemented by Schroeder to get the economy going again. And of course, the, the program included Hartsphere. So this book is called Ricca Germania, Povere Tedeschi, so rich... Uh, Germany and the poor Germans. Now, that drove really inequality, especially poverty, up to where it stands now and kind of sticks at 15.5%, which is more or less double than the poverty here in Switzerland. But Germany somehow has a justification. They did some reforms, uh, which even though you worked, you were uh, working poor and you just did not make it uh, in, in, in order to create some sort of wealth. But let me ask you this little bit of a provocative question, why we have to deal with poverty in Switzerland in the first place. What is Switzerland's excuse to have over 8% um, of poverty? And, you know, the increase between 2016 and 17 of poverty was uh, in that one year alone 10%. Why? Well, it's a good question. There are many, 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 many reasons. There are many people who are falling out of the system. In Switzerland, we are living in a very, economically, in a very competitive system. And uh, if you can't uh, hold the speed, let's say it uh, like this, you go through uh, a program of reintegration and you get money from, from, the, from the government. But afterwards, you are kind of, um, have, if you don't have any funds left, you have to go to the social security office um, and, and get money from there. And, you know, the amount um, for um, people who are not, who are unemployed, you can, you can really live with this amount. This is very uh, comfortable. Um, always depending of how much you earn, but, you know, um, but then when you get to the uh, social um, security institution, then the amounts are, are low and you really touch poverty. We don't only have the 8.2% of poor people, we have 1.2 million of people closed to be poor. And this is the people who are touching poverty now, maybe, I, I don't hope so, but 
potentially are, are drifting uh, to, the, to the poverty status. And this is the, I'm not a prophet, but I, I, we can see in our daily work that the organizations we deliver with, with food, uh, they, they, they have more demand. Some organizations during the COVID time, like a Suppenkuchen, could not function because they had to close um, because of the hygienical uh, and, um, restrictions and the, the you know the distances we had to hold. And um, and now they are open again. And during the COVID time, we saw a big shift from these organizations to other organizations. They were kind of overrun. So we um, we delivered much more uh, food to Abgabestellen, uh, where people were handed over bags of foods and they uh, brought uh, the food uh, home and did not uh, have the service of a, of, of a prepared meal. But now these organizations, social organizations, are open again and we can see that there is a higher demand uh, of, 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 of food. I mean, this is... This is, uh, this is yeah. Yeah, it is uh, uh, quite quite amazing, and I have to say, as a student, I also helped out in a hotel um, uh, in the catering part of it, and the amounts of food that was thrown away on a daily basis. You know, mm -hmm. if you are grown up uh, with a certain culture where you you honor food and prepared food, you don't throw it away if there are leftovers. You put it in the fridge in your good old tupa, and then you kind of serve it the next time somehow. And there is nothing better than after a night out a stale pizza in the morning <laughs> from the night before but um back to you now um bea in terms of zurich and the suppentag you know i can just imagine and this november i think you always do it towards october november the suppentag i'm going to partake i have victoria my my little one also partaking there and um, what is it like who is really putting uh, their hands you know rolling up the sleeves and helping out and uh, really helping people to get their one warm meal of that day. Yes, the Soup Day is our second big event we organize Swiss-wide. Well, here in Zurich, I organize it with uh, friends helping me. Um, and it's really a very big event. Uh, many uh, very no well-known cooks sp uh, sponsor us their soups. And then celebrities from culture, sports, uh, political um, are coming to donate the soup to everybody. And um, we hope um, that they also um, give us a little bit of money back for the soup they got. They're really great made. And so we want to show a little bit uh, to raise the awareness for poverty and also for the mission of Swiss Table. And in the last four years, I convinced um, or motivated bankers to help us because so many people are coming in Zurich. It's really crazy. At the Paradeplatz, uh, even um, the, um, the, how do you say, uh, Straßenbahn? Well, the tram, the tram. Even the tram couldn't drive anymore at um, six o'clock in the evening because so many people were standing there because it was also the lightning of the Christmas light. It was the first day of the lightning when we were there with the soup day and it was crazy. And um, well, the um, bankers from four different banks are coming um, to help us. And so it's one day where they're not dealing with millions. No, they have to uh, tackle the work 
they're outside, so they have to take uh, the, uh, the um, soups and bring new one to clean up the tables. And um, it's, um, well, they get their hands dirty. It's really funny in that they now are working in so, such a totally different way. But um, they are always also convinced about this and come each year back. So I'm really very happy to get so much work. And um, every day, every year we try to make it better this um, day to show really to many, many people what the Swiss table is doing against the poverty here in Switzerland. Now, in terms of um, the supermarkets, Stefan, back to you. I think this is uh, tremendously important. And in my research, I saw that Migro is extremely engaged into eliminating food waste. And uh, we touched on it at the beginning of our uh, of our conversation, but I think it is still important to have on one hand rumbling tummies and on, on the other hand, you do have all that food waste. What can we all do, you think, to reduce the food waste of you know millions if not billions of tons of food fresh food edible food in the entire supply chain let's say from from planting the carrot to consuming it well cooked on your plate well uh, first not only Migro is doing a tremendous job all the different um, supermarket chains are really having food waste as a top a subject on their agenda. Um, first, when you ask me what we can do, we can do as an as, 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 as individual, we can do a lot because 30% um, of food waste is, uh, is, is uh, thrown away uh, by individuals at home. You buy too much food, uh, you don't cook it, you don't eat it, and you throw it away. So. 30% is uh, of the 2.8 um, million tons is is generated uh, at home. And what we do is, when you look at the at the distribution uh, supermarkets chains, they have uh, there is about six percent of the total food waste generated. One would think it's much more, right? I think. Uh, um, everyone sees, you know, the, 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 or thinks to see the food, but it's only 6%. And what we do is we collect 4,000 tons. Can you see the potential we have? We have such a huge potential, such a huge potential. We can't reach to each and every supermarket in Switzerland. Um, what we can do, we, have, we, have, we, are, we are organized in six regions. There we have a head of a region and many volunteers, like uh, we are really living from the volunteers. They help us every day. We are about 70 people working, moving uh, 36 uh, vehicles every day. And from the 70 people, we are 14 people employed. And all the other people are retired people, people who want to work as volunteers and uh, help us make a tremendous job every day. We move every day 16 tons of food from A to B. Yeah. 
And and I think this is uh, this is tremendous. And these trucks, Bea, let me get back to you because you are you know very much involved in the fundraising, having such fabulous contacts with people that are involved is really important. You have to have these trucks. These trucks need to be bought, maintained, fueled. They need to be operated by by people. And uh, if I look at uh, a food waste category, what we are what we are really uh, wasting here, and the number one is definitely dairy products. And, uh, you know, the dairy products, I think there is a bit of confusion about the sell-by date. Uh, but yeah, and, and often the sell-by date being close to it or just over it doesn't mean that you need to throw away that food. And I'm sure you've experienced that too. Yes, even at home, I saw this when you buy yogurt, for example, and it uh, says only until this day you should eat it. Well, I found in my refrigerator yogurts my children forgot. And after two weeks, although it passed the day, it was still delicious. But many people are, are not, not sure if they really should eat it and then they throw it away. It has passed the day uh, for selling but not the, has never passed the day for eating. This is very important uh, because the Swiss table is controlled also through the government and they have, and, and they're delivering food to people who are ill, who are old. So it's very important that the food is still perfect. And it is the food, the Swiss table is delivering, although it is a food waste, as you could say, it still is Perfect, and you still could eat it. Stefan, let me ask you a last question, a last couple of questions. The first thing is, Bea just mentioned the, the um, Swiss government. Do you think that there is still scope for the Swiss government to help more so organizations like yours have a um, less of a job? That's my first part of the question. And do you think that lockdowns in general, and it might be a bit of a you know morale issue here because of the health issue, lockdowns in general were really quite suicidal for um, you know what's happening for the people on the poverty line that you mentioned earlier on and shouldn't have happened? Well, there is a lot of room for um, more activities from the governmental side. We are 100% donated. Our donations come from private organizations or foundations. Um, and we have a budget of uh, 2.7 million Swiss francs every year. And uh, it's a complication to get this money. It's a real complication because normally when you buy something and you sell something, you have a margin in between. And from this margin, you can send an invoice there and pay an invoice here. And with this margin, you can finance everything. So as our business model, business model, you understand, is uh, we get it for free. Thank you very much. And we bring it for free. <laughs> So uh, we have uh, we have to look for money um, uh, at third place, and this is a, a whole uh, a whole world, and uh, it's also a competitive world. Many many organizations are um, are, are, are um, demanding for money because they have. So the, the, what we need, in fact, um, to 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 have not only thirty six vehicles and not only 14 employees. Uh, the only thing we need is money, and with this money, we can enhance, we can um, 
go to more supermarkets, uh, we can get more uh, food waste, save more food, and what we can do is we bring it to more organizations where they can uh, cook uh, more meals and help people in poverty. We also thought about closing, you know, because uh, it was more dangerous. Uh, many retired people belonging to the risk group uh, could not come anymore because they said uh, we are belonging to the we, don't, we didn't want them to come. And um, yes, it, it's especially in this time we live now, it's very important that we are 100% active. And I'm so proud of our organization that we really moved all our cars and uh, we have a complicated job already. You, know, you don't know each day what kind of food you get. You don't know what <laughs> the other places uh, take, you know, what the social institutions take. So we have a really uh, difficult job. Here was a close down, here is, was less food, because we became new food because all the restaurants were closed down. Uh, and, uh, and the industry with all the tons of food which were planned to be delivered into the restaurants, uh, what did they do with that? They called us. We organized special tours from here to there and moved and moved and moved. It was kind of, uh, it was really crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy, but positive crazy because you really thought we are moving the needle in really dire situations. Yeah, yeah. To, sum up, to sum up our conversation and wrap it up with you, Bea, um, where can people, uh, but especially institutions, find the, the Schweizer Tafel? How can they help? Um, where, you know, who do they speak to? Well, really, we need every time help. And as Stefan said, the most important is that we need more money because everything is sponsored, everything is donated. Um, and that's why the most important, we can show that with one donated franc, um, the Swiss table can convert it to two kilos of food they are transporting to needy people. Or if you say it in an, with other words, with uh, two kilos of food, we uh, deliver 30.6 francs um, food to people who need help. And so it's very important that we got more members who are sponsoring us, who are donating us um, money. And we, can, we also get everything could be reduced by the tax, tax deductible. And um, so it's very important um, that you get known of us. You find us in the uh, internet, but you also can attend one of our events. There you get um, a little bit more known about uh, the people who are working for the Swiss table, who are working uh, for us, for the Gönnerverein in Zurich or in other Gönnervereins, uh, which exist also in, Luz um, in Aargau, in Baden, in Bern, in St. Gallen and Lucerne. Or also one very uh, important experience is if you once drive as a companion on, in such a van from the Swiss table, you can um, call us and make an appointment and then we're going to, 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 meet, to try to find the right day. And if you once have been um, as a companion in such a van, you really never will forget that. Because this experience you made, you have seen how many food has been thrown away, how glad the people are who are getting it. How It's really heartwarming when you once have seen that. 
Yes, and I am so, so grateful for the both of you to have taken out the time uh, to talk to, to me here on Mentorate TV. I wanted to raise the issue, the awareness for, you know, poor people in rich countries in general. And as we are here and you're doing such a fabulous job and really moving and shifting the needles for so many people on a daily basis. So thank you very much for what you are doing, Stefan, for what you're doing, Bea, here in Zurich as well. It is amazing. I've been there I've seen it and you know uh, lockdown no lockdown COVID-19 uh, no COVID-19 this is an issue that needs to have support be it monetary or with rolled up sleeves or with a VIP factor uh, whatever I think it's fabulous and if people uh, find it hard to find you you can always come through me you know drop me a line info at mentorage.tv you know where to find me here on the station so and I will definitely link you up uh, with Bea or with uh, Stefan himself. So thank you so much for talking to me about this very pertinent issue. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. We enjoyed it a lot. It was a pleasure to talk to you and thank you for raising up this very, very important subject and also to, uh, to give, um, give us the possibility that people can look into our world. Uh, we love our world and uh, we want to we, we want that it, uh, that it grows and that um, we can fight against poverty in Switzerland. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down. <laughs>